everyone. Welcome back to Leader in Red. My name is Natalie Hansford and this is episode five. Guys, this is so crazy and I say this every time you're like, okay, stop saying it's crazy because like it's real life. But it is a Monday afternoon and well, I shouldn't say afternoon. It's actually nighttime, but it's not dark yet because summer is awesome and there's always daylight. So that's really great. It's keeping my motivation up a little bit longer than it usually is. And yeah, basically just enjoying my day. Mondays are always quite challenging for me. I always have a little bit less motivation on Mondays than I do any other day of the week for some reason. And maybe that's just because I tend to sleep a little bit more during the weekends. And then on Mondays, I'm kind of kicking myself in the ass when I try and wake up early. But that's my own personal issue, and I guess I'm going to work on that. But yeah, that's kind of what brought me to tonight, trying to keep up my motivation on Mondays and be my best self. So here I am sitting down, recording a podcast. And today's episode is going to be about how leaders can use technology to their advantage within the workplace and the benefits of those and how to empower the leaders to use technology to your advantage. So that is what this episode is going to be about. Everyone has their own opinion on technology. Technology is some people's best friends and some people's worst enemies. Technology could mean various different things to different people, depending on what generation you're in, what you're used to, what you grew up doing, what you're now currently using technology for. So I'm going to give you my opinion and what technology is, how to use it within the workplace, and how to empower your workforce to ensure that they're using technology to their advantage as well. So the first advantage, and which is quite obvious, and I actually talked about this in my last couple podcasts, is using technology to be flexible with your employees and allowing them to have flexible work schedules. So this could mean various different things. And the first one just being location independence. And because you're using technology for people to use their or do their day-to-day job, they're actually able to not be at the workplace and they're able to work wherever they want to work whether it's at home or in a local coffee shop near their house wherever they actually want to work to get the job done is where they're going to work and using technology is allowing them to actually do that so whether they just take home a laptop and they're using like some sort of crm system to keep track of everything that's what they can use and The second part of this is actually just allowing them to choose and work their shifts. So they pick their schedule. They're able to understand when they can or cannot work. And I understand certain industries, you need to be working during certain hours. But if you're in an industry that you don't have to work certain hours, allowing them to pick their work schedule. If they want to start at 7 and end up 3, then let them. If they want to start at 10 a.m. instead of the normal 8 or 9, then let them still work that AR shift, but just maybe a little bit later in the day because maybe they don't like mornings. So just allowing them to actually pick their own work schedule and you're able to do that using technology. So you don't have to be working the same hours as they are working necessarily because you are using technology to communicate one way or another. And again, this could be using email, text, 
Uh, it could be just using like a CRM system, whatever the case may be, it's just a way of communicating with your staff. And this could also be just, again, telecommuting. So it saves them time, saves money. They're able to not commute to work every day, which saves money on car payments, which saves money on gas, which time is money, people. Allowing them to save an extra hour or two per day to maybe work from home two days a week or maybe five days a week, then that's awesome. And I think um, that will ultimately help your um, productivity of the overall employee morale and specifically the people that are going to save time on commuting to work and all that good stuff and ultimately that will be the decision maker if they do end up getting a job offer or something maybe the other workplace does not do that so that will just give you that much more advantage of keeping your staff happy and making sure that they don't want to leave Flexibility equals freedom, people. <laughs> There's a couple other reasons why people incorporate flexibility into the work schedules. It really helps with work-life balance. A lot of people that are coming into the workforce right now are very uh, opinionated on work-life balance. It's one of the first questions that they like to ask if they do have questions within interviews is, Am I actually going to have a life when I go home? A lot of the times people have been thinking that the more you work, the better employee you are. But I actually think it's a little bit opposite. And if you're not able to get your work done within your schedule, then there's something going on that's not right. And I totally get it. Some days you have those busy weeks or busy months or maybe it's year end or whatever the case may be and whatever department you work in, I really don't think that people should be working excessive hours every single day because work-life balance is so important, especially with the whole me mental health awareness that's going on. When you take away someone's work-life balance, you're really just taking away their life. People don't work to be happy. It's just something that people do to earn an income and some people really enjoy it. I personally actually enjoy working. Some people are doing it to feed their families and live a happy life. So let's let them do that and have a work-life balance. Most people will actually pick a work-life schedule over pay. This is something that's very important to them. So being able to incorporate that flexibility within the employees Trust me, they're going to be happy. Happy workforce equals more profit for the company because there's more productivity. So the second thing on my list here is understanding technology is a tool and not a threat. This is a huge one, and I think a lot of people have their own issues with this. But understanding that technology is a tool and is not a threat is one of the most important things as of right now within society. I was actually in school about five years ago and I remember learning a little bit about HRS systems and what that is is basically like an online tool for people to keep track of all their employee and HR issues. So a lot of people were, you're learning about this theory of this HRS system and basically like they're just online tools to just help you keep track of things. It's much like an Excel sheet, but just 
a little bit prettier and there's some that are much different and more intuitive, but for the most part, HRS systems is much like an Excel sheet, but just less human error. And I was learning about this within school and it was quite interesting because I was learning about the theory in like the books and in the classes. And then when I had my analytics and like big data, little data class, they were teaching you how to use an Excel sheet. And I was like, um, this doesn't make sense because I'm learning about HRS systems and I'm learning about the advantage that it's going to have within the workforce in that we need to be the ones in the generation to step up and show all the owners that they need this within the workplace. And then we have another class that's showing us how to use Excel and how to not use an HRS system and instead use an Excel sheet. And I'm like, okay, shouldn't you just be purchasing an HRS online software and a username and password and showing us how to use these rather than just like showing us how to use an Excel sheet, which we all know at this point, I mean, at least my generation knows how to use Excel, um, basically like the back of their hands. So I don't need to learn how to use, how to type in someone's name on Excel and press enter. So that, I found that really interesting. And I did have a lot of professors that were in the older generation. I don't know, maybe that's why. And I guess the curriculum is basically saying that we do have to learn this. But I found it really interesting because they weren't showing it to us. And then when I got into real life and I did my co-op and I understood it, I just basically had a different opinion on it that don't use Excel. Excel is a trap for human error. Excel is really great for numbers and data-driven stuff, which is amazing. But to keep track of employee data, it's just so outdated when there's so many different uses of technology that can help you keep track of all this information. So when you understand that and you see the advantages of it, you really do see it as a tool rather than a threat. For the HR personnel that are coming out of school and into the workforce, these HRIS systems are probably seen as a threat to them. And the reason for it is because they're basically online tools that are doing their job. HR professionals that don't have any years of experience and are just kind of being the administrator, these technologies like a HRS system is actually taking over their positions. So being able to put a spin on it, let them understand that it is a tool and it's going to help them within the professional career rather than take away their career is probably the most important thing to teach these people is that it's a tool added on to yourself, not a replacement. So that is why I think a lot of people need to start thinking that technology is a tool that people use. It doesn't take away the people. Um, and that's kind of probably everyone's fear is that technology is just robots are going to take over the world, right? <laughs> um, so the next thing on my list here is incorporating technology with the older generations as well. So a lot of people, when you're incorporating technology into the workforce, they always have that fear of, okay, well, what if Michelle the older generation doesn't understand how to use it. I can't, I can't incorporate this into my workplace because Michelle's not going to understand it, so I'm not going to incorporate it. And it's actually putting a fear because they think that these individuals aren't going to learn the system. Older, the older generations right now, they're using iPhones, they're using iPads, they're using computers. They're going to learn how to use technology. You just have to teach them. 
don't use it as a threat or don't be scared that people aren't going to catch on when you're assuming that they're going to learn it or they're not going to learn it. And maybe you just need to learn different techniques of teaching them things so that they're able to incorporate it into their day to day. And I will say that most of the time, younger generations do pick it up easier just because they are around it a lot more and they have been around it basically their entire life. Whereas the older generations just kind of started to incorporate this in the last couple of years. Well, not couple of years, well, a lot of years, but they didn't really have it growing up. So they didn't understand it as much as like if you give like a 10 year old a phone, they know exactly how to use it. And it's absolutely insane. Whereas maybe when they were 10, they didn't have any phones, they didn't have any of that. So the technology is quite scary to them, but it doesn't mean they don't wanna learn how to use it. So being able to actually incorporate the technology with the older generations as well, don't see it as a scare tactor or a threat. It's something that they can also use as a tool themselves. Technology is creativity and creativity is technology. Technology is used so that you can be creative within the workforce. You can actually use it to your advantage. It makes you customize a lot of different things so that you're able to actually understand what your procedures are going to be and make sure that they're streamlined properly. A lot of people, when they're coming into the workforce now, the generation that's coming into the workforce, they really like to use their creative mind. And technology, because they have that born knowledge of technology, they really like to use that as their advantage within the workforce. So being able for them to work efficiently is very important for them. Um, a lot of the younger generation and even myself, I will admit it, I hate tedious work. So if I can put in some type of a technology that will help me through it, it's one of my first priorities on my list is let's find something that can help me do this and automate it because I hate doing ABC. So being able to be creative, incorporate it, and be efficient with my work is something that's super important. And ultimately, efficiency and productivity means more customer outreach. You're going to have more time to actually spend um, with customer experience and outreach and maybe marketing. So using it to your full potential and the creative aspect of it. I'm sure all of you just heard that my dog just enjoyed a life, a lovely dinner the second that I decide to record my podcast. So if she's randomly eating kibble behind me in the background, then just like ignore it and just understand that it's like her enjoying her dinner rather than like background noise. <laughs> um, so yeah, sorry about that. The next thing I have on my list here is... Technology minimizes human error. And I know I mentioned this like within my first four answers, but minimizing human error can save so much time and money. I can't remember how many times that I've actually looked at data and seen human error because it was typed in wrong or misformatted or whatever the case may be. Technology is going to minimize that human error. And it's really crazy the impact it can have. I remember doing like a mini audit and I was helping one of my clients with um, use, incorporating a new different technology within their workforce and how much money it was going to be saving. So I actually looked at it and one of their controllers was was not using this technology and was doing everything manually. And I'm sure you guys know, but controllers do make a decent amount of money. And I actually incorporated the labor cost of how much it was 
this person was actually spending time on doing this when it actually should have only taken them maybe 30 minutes if they were using a some sort of technology when it was actually taking the controller three business days to do this so i incorporated that i actually did an analyzation of it and this person was spending like 25 percent of their time doing this and if you times that by an annual salary it's going to cost you a lot more doing that than just to purchase the technology so understanding about time and saving money is huge <laughs> and it minimizes human error <laughs> Sorry, you know, hi. Hi, sweetie. Why are you licking the mic? <laughs> I'm sorry, she is just so needy right now. Get down, please. Get down. Thank you. The next advantage is it incorporates standardization in the workforce. So the second that you're going to pick a strategy and implement it using technology or some form of technology, it's immediately going to set a standard for what you're accomplishing. So being able to actually implement a procedure and then standardize it to ensure that everyone is actually following that procedure. This is huge with companies. Um, someone I know always says, people don't want workforces, processes do. So understanding the process in which is needed to be done within the workplace and then putting again a standardization on it. It's the same thing with like KPIs and incorporating the different job descriptions and stuff like that. If people don't know what the standard is, they're not going to know what your expectations are. So being able to write out a play-by-play -play of the procedure and then use technology to making sure that there's no human error with missing a step is one of the important, most important things that you can do within the workforce and making sure that there is no human error and no one's going to mess up. And it's basically like, keep it simple, stupid is just one of the principles I use all the time, the KISS principle. And it's just keep it simple, stupid and using technology will help with that common sense is not common the next one is it's a 24-hour management tool if you're keeping track of everything and you're using like a crm for example or you're using it to basically keep track of all the day-to-day -day tasks that your employees are doing you're able to manage them 24 seven. You're able to actually understand what they're doing and helping them meet their deadlines whenever you want. You personally can have a flexible work schedule. It's so important for the leaders as well to take a chill pill and have that weekend to get away and enjoy themselves. So being able to use it to the leadership's advantage and using it as a tool anytime. So if you're in Italy having a vacation, you're able to pop on the internet and see what Natalie's doing, then go see what Natalie's doing. So using it to your full advantage. Use social media as a tool. It's like a free marketing platform. I don't think people really truly understand how impactful social media is it's so crazy i basically have been promoting this podcast by using social media in my current following and that's it that's all i've done i haven't done anything super spectacular i've been posting some stories and posting some pictures and that's my friends have been reposting it and being very supportive which is awesome but that's all i really have been doing and the fact that i have 
um, over a couple hundred viewers is really crazy with that's all I've done. Imagine if you used an entire social media platform to execute your ideas or use it as a marketing tool. It's amazing how strong social media is. And then on the opposite end, how scary it could be. In one blink of an eye, social media and something getting leaked or out there could just be out there forever. So it's being able to strategically post on social media and using it to your advantage. But at the end of the day, you're gonna be able to pick what gets posted and what doesn't get posted and being able to actually impact the industry is really a really great tool for you to use for social media. So if you don't understand social media, then hire someone who does so they can help you or teach yourself about it. Take a course, take whatever you need to do and understand it because it's a very, very strong platform. But if you are listening to my podcast, then most likely you understand what social media is. So thank you. The next one I have here, and I can think I said it a couple times, but I'll just reiterate it, is automation, less steps. Less steps means basically less labor cost. So automating each step and making sure, again, there's no human error. It's all automated. The second you press step one is completed, it makes a task for you or whatever case may be. There's so many different CRMs that people use that are being able to automate it. A lot of different technologies, you're able to incorporate customized automation. Customized automation can usually you um, mean a dollar sign, <laughs> but it's well worth it, especially if you have several people doing the same thing. Automation equals less labor costs, which can ultimately equal less money that you're spending on certain things. It also means, and all of this also means, using technology is less interaction with others. This can be a good thing, and then this could be a bad thing. It's really hard when you're using a lot of technology because that's when you have the earphones on, no one talking, and everyone kind of in a kitty corner. But as long as you have a positive culture within the workforce, um, having less interaction and using technology could be really great because then there's less chitter chatter and then more work when it's actually supposed to be work getting done. Um, but again, this could be really beneficial to a culture that's very positive because they're able to use technology and be happier because they're using it. Trust me, there's not going to be anyone coming into the workforce right now that isn't the generation that understands technology and is ever going to hate that you have technology. They're going to love it. I know when I post for ads because I currently am using the most technology I can um, with the budget that I have and everyone's so happy. They're like, oh, thank you that you're using technology. You don't have any of that paperwork or tedious work. And I'm like, no, I hate it as well. So if I wouldn't want to do it, I wouldn't make someone else do it. So being able to um, well, the whole, the whole objective of this is basically less interaction, but ultimately it's going to make people happier when they're using technology. And it's good because then they're going to be able to get work done within the time frame that you need it done by. The next one here is ability to leverage analytics. And this is huge. Some people don't even think about this until they need it. When they, a client or someone asks for a report and you're like, oh, like, what do you mean? I don't track that. The good thing about technology is it's, tracking everything that you put in. The more you put in, the more you can take out. If you need data from 10 years of using the system, you can get that data. Everything is backed up by 
multiple different ways and you're able to retrieve that data one way or another. So being able to take analytics and compare it from the, the different years or quarters and incorporate it with KPIs are so, so great. And a lot of people don't think about it, but it's one of the most important things you need to do is compare your data. The next one I have is ability to delegate. I love delegating. <laughs> it brings me some type of joy. And a lot of people are gonna laugh and be like, oh my God, like that's so lazy. But I like delegating because it allows people to learn. It allows people to understand what you're doing. And it gives, um, it gives you some type of respect and it gives the employees that you're working with some type of respect because they know that you trust them because you're delegating something that's so important to them and you want them to learn and try it on their own. At the end of the day, you want to make sure that when you leave or if you're away, they're going to be able to do these things on without you. And so delegating is huge and using this within technology, you're able to delegate with a click of a button. There is no, hey, Natalie, can you do this for me? It's a click of a button, maybe follow up with a call or an email, and it's as simple as that. Assigning a task to someone can be as simple as clicking a button and then just putting a time frame on it. So delegating is huge with technology. Um, things like Salesforce and stuff like that, a lot of people use it as a, a way to keep track of all the tasks and assigning tasks to their coworkers or teammates or whatever the case may be. So yeah, it's a huge tool with technology and making sure you incorporate that is awesome. Technology can also be used as changing the culture and actually impacting the culture. And I know basically everything I've said equals this, but being able to actually incorporate technology within the workforce is huge and it's actually going to change the overall culture. When less people are upset about what they're doing on a day-to-day -day basis, it's going to impact the culture like a domino effect. When one person is happy, it's going to basically rub off on others. And when you're incorporating technology into the workforce and they're doing less tedious tasks, it lets them less, it gets them less aggravated, it gets them more happy to do what they're doing, and they can actually focus on things that matter rather than maybe filing paperwork or whatever the case may be because it's all online now. So it's going to ultimately change the overall culture. And I'm not saying incorporating technology by tomorrow, you're going to have a changed culture, but it takes, it takes time and incorporating it day by day. And I know technology equals money sometimes, but there are so many platforms that are like free or basically just $20 a month for something that's super cheap and easy. So understand that maybe getting something like Salesforce as a CRM might not be in, in your budget and that's totally okay because it's so expensive. Maybe use a different type of technology that is within your budget because at least you spending the time to do research on it will start to change the culture effect and maybe delegate it to someone who really likes doing research on something like that. So delegate that to someone, say, hey, I really want to incorporate some type of technology to make X project easier. Can you look into it? This is my budget. And then they can come back to you with some ideas that they found. There's so many apps and so many different things that you can use that some of them are even free. And it's so crazy because 
um, things like Google and stuff like that have a lot of different sister companies that have a lot of different free software. So keep an eye out for that. Um, and a lot of the times when you're using like an email or something, it comes with a lot of free apps that you're able to use that will help you. So the last one that I have here is adapting to the next generation and teaching the older generation career tools. So when the next generation is coming to the workforce, understanding that the knowledge that they have and using it to your advantage. So again, this just means basically if you don't understand it, give the project to someone who does understand it. A lot of people have issues with delegating things that they really enjoy, or maybe some people have some issues with delegating something that they can't give up because they just want it done a certain way. And the people that are like that really just need to take a step back and maybe shouldn't be in a leadership role only because you really do as a leader need to share and teach and delegate and let go of things. You don't want to be doing the same thing for years upon years. So being able to teach your teammates how to do something is going to be great and it's going to be less work for you. So why not delegate? As a leader, your job isn't to do, it's your, your job is to teach and understand what their needs are and incorporate their skills into projects that you're giving them. So again, understanding the generations that you're working with and use their knowledge that they're coming with as an advantage within your workforce. And this same goes for the older generations that maybe don't have as much technology. Using them as a tool to say, hey, can you find something that's gonna work for everyone and that's user-friendly? Maybe they wanna understand how to do something a little bit more easier and they don't want to click so many buttons or have so many customized options because maybe it just gets a little bit too difficult and a little bit a mixture of the both would be really great so again using their knowledge as a tool um, rather than just assuming how their generation is going to work or the technology that is going to work with that generation okay guys so this has brought me to question time um, so I had a really interesting question and I thought I'd give it a go. But the question that I got this week was, what should I ask when I'm interviewing for a job? And I actually have done quite a bit of interviews the last couple weeks and when I got this question I was like, do you know what, I think I do have the answer to that because I have been interviewing for quite a bit. I recently actually posted an ad on LinkedIn. And I got so many replies. It was absolutely inc incredible. I posted for maybe like four days and I got over th like 300 applicants. And it's so insane because within a couple of days, you don't anticipate having that many applicants. So yeah, I did have an answer to this. And to be honest, when you are interviewing for a job, just be honest. That's honestly the answer to the question is, be honest don't ask a question that you actually don't give a shit about or that's like a cut and paste question i hate those questions when people are just basically asking me a question like a robot or like their professor told them to or like their career coach told them to and it's just it's not genuine and i, I read right through it i really don't enjoy when people ask me questions that they don't care the answer to um, and questions that I mean are just kind of theoretical questions and stuff like that, that 
they again just cut and paste questions from the internet. They Googled what to ask in an interview and they wrote it down and they're asking that because it's really great when you ask questions after an interview. And my honest opinion is if you have a question, ask it, be honest and just ask your questions that you have. And if you don't have any questions to ask, that's totally okay. Just know that if you're gonna ask something that's not genuine, then just don't ask it at all because an, an interviewer and a true leader is just gonna see right through it. Um, I personally just don't have time for it. So I really don't enjoy when people don't ask me truthful questions. So my answer to what should you ask when you're interviewing for a job is ask honest questions that you actually care about and actually truly wanna know. So that's the only answer that I have for that question. Okay guys, well, thank you so much for tuning in to my episode five. This has been a really great night. Um, and I guess you got to meet a little bit of my dog because she was eating dinner and jumping up on me. But I hope you guys had a great time and I'll catch you later.